Hi there, Russell Davis here. I'm kicking back and taking some time out in August and slowing things down. So another episode from the archive, which I encourage you to explore over 100 episodes on a range of subjects and see what grabs your attention. This week we're going to be listening to uh, an episode from September 2020 on carrying on your journey after a miscarriage. How do you get over the pain of a miscarriage? How do you stop the fear of another miscarriage? and be able to carry on your journey on trying to conceive with more peace and well-being. Well, let's dive in and find out. Like many aspects of this journey, I think the emotional distress following miscarriage is really quite often misunderstood or not fully acknowledged. I guess like a lot of aspects of this journey, other people who haven't been through it find it hard to really understand how it feels. I think they might know how it feels, but you don't really know unless you've experienced that distress and the grief and the sorrow and all the other cocktail of emotions that can result from a miscarriage or recurring miscarriage. So I want to explore those emotions and what you can do to better try and conceive following a miscarriage. Because it really can be a cocktail of emotions. There can be guilt and blame perhaps blaming yourself for not doing the right things on the journey or looking after yourself or keeping yourself calm and relaxed and it's going over and over what you could have done differently what might have been and blaming yourself then there's a fear of it happening again it's often the most significant emotion because you might have the blame and guilt or even grief, grief, because it really is grief. It's the loss of a baby you were so emotionally connected to from day one. And let's recognise it is grief and allow yourself to grieve. So there can be guilt and blame and is the grief. But the fear of it not happening again, this often lingers. It's often the one that remains with people for longer and can contaminate your future cycles or future uh, treatments and it just contaminates your journey ongoing unnecessarily. And there is research demonstrating how the stress levels of women who experience reoccurring miscarriages are much higher than those who don't. And yeah, this is kind of obvious. But it does demonstrate that left unchecked stress can have an impact and it can actually start to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. This was very much the perspective of a, of a professor of obstetrics I met at the British Fertility Society conference once. So what you can do about this fear? How can you prevent this fear of it happening again? impacting your chances of getting pregnant, chances of sustaining a healthy pregnancy. Well, let's look at what fear is. 
because when we understand the true nature of fear, we can begin to realize we don't have to be scared of it. Because your fear of it happening again is not actually the problem. It's your fear of that fear. It's the meaning you take from that fear. It's the fear of that fear preventing you from having a healthy pregnancy. Because an emotion itself doesn't have the power to harm us. An emotion is a thought in this moment. Emotions are like clouds on a breeze, weather systems that come and they go, left unchecked, just allowing them with no response to them, no judgment about them, no feelings about our feelings. They come and they go. Like we label as happy emotions or good emotions or positive emotions, like happiness or joy or peace, we experience it, we feel it, we've got nothing on it. We don't take any meaning from it. We feel it and it just moves on. But then we get other emotions which we judge as bad or wrong or negative, like fear, or even anger, sadness. And we don't just allow ourselves to feel them in a neutral way. We think they mean something. We think we need to change something before they can go away. We get so embroiled in them. What if we could have the same relationship with fear and sadness and guilt and all those emotions as we do with happiness, joy and peace? As in we just feel it and have nothing on it. A bit like a toddler having a tantrum. That's what they do. It's not a pleasant experience, but they're feeling it and they've got nothing on it. They don't try and stop it. They don't take any meaning from it. They don't judge themselves for feeling it. They don't care what other people think of them while feeling it, why they can do it in the middle of a supermarket. They're just feeling it. Because deep down, they still know they're okay. Deep down, their soul knows they're okay whether they're feeling okay or not. And they're not trying to do their mindfulness or their breathing. They're not doing anything about it. They're just allowing it. And then what happens? It's just gone. It's moved on. Just like happiness, peace and joy. We feel those. They come and they go. And that's the true nature of an emotion. It's just that we as humans seem to judge our emotions as positive or negative. And it's those judgments that change our relationship with them. Yes, fear is not pleasant, but it really doesn't, doesn't have the power to impact you, even the chance of having a healthy pregnancy. Yeah, you'll fear that fear. No, that can. Because that means the fear hangs around longer. That means the fear gets stronger. It doesn't become this cloud moving through. It becomes this heavy storm that you're living, this dark cloud that seems to follow you. You start to think it's you becomes part of your identity or your belief in who you are and we internalize it deep more deeply. So it's our relationship with fear that causes the problem, not just fear, any emotion. And realizing that fear is a thought, fear is the misuse of imagination. Fear is a feeling about the future that doesn't exist. Nothing can predict the future, not even your thinking. Or it may be plausible, it may be realistic, but still fantasy. Because nothing can predict the future, not even your thinking. How many times you've been worried about something and it doesn't materialise? 
We often say, oh, what was I thinking? Thought is the misuse. No, fear is the misuse of imagination. And we can't stop it. Because here's the thing. Thought is thought. It's, it's spontaneous. We have no control over our thinking. We think we do. You can predict your next three thoughts if you wanted to. And the more we come to trust and see that thought is just spontaneous, it comes and it goes, it really is like the weather. We can allow it to come and it go. And our mind is like a, a glitter ball, a snow globe. Yes, it can get shaken up. All sorts of thoughts can come into our consciousness. But saying, the more we see it for what it is, the more we just allow it, and in any resulting feeling, because a feeling is thought is a thought that's come alive into our nervous system. The more it settles on its own, just like the snow globe, just like our breathing. You exert yourself, you get fast, rapid breathing, it calms down on its own. It's a self-correcting system. Well, so is our mind. Our mind and bodies are one system. They're designed for health. They're always moving back to health wherever possible. You know, bones knit together. Cut, a cut heal it, heals itself. And your emotions calm down. There's nothing you need to do to make it happen. We find ourselves in a state of flow, in a state of peace, in a state of well-being, without actually doing anything to get there. We fall into those states and we stop trying to be okay. They're actually innate. And if you want to take this a little bit deeper, we often resent our emotions, resent our fear, or get frustrated by it, or try and push it away, try and be stronger than it, go into battle with it, or just wish it wasn't there. But what's underneath the fear? What the fear is a thought. It's actually a memory. Fear is a memory that you're looking at your life through, looking at this present moment through, then projecting that out into the future. We do that in a nanosecond, or if we're not conscious we're doing it, but an emotion is a memory, a fear is a memory being projected into the future. So you're bringing a past fear, past thoughts about yourself and life into the present moment. When I work with my clients, we often explore what's behind this fear, and it often goes to a younger self, a much younger self. It could be five, six, seven, where something's going on in their life, not connected to their fertility or having children, but they've connected what's going on and they've made it about them. Now, emotional intelligence not fully formed to later teenage years. So prior to that, the mammalian brain is quite strong. The part of us that wants the pack to be secure and our position, the pack to be secure, and it thinks our survival is dependent on that. It gets scared if it's not, those things are not in place. So it thinks what it needs to think to make sure those things are in place. That's often how we start to learn to be fearful about things. Fear of not being successful, fear of not being good enough, fear of people's judgment. So behind the fear is like an inner child, a little us, within us, that's scared. And if you resent that part of you, if you wish it wasn't there, if you get frustrated with it, it just feels more scared. Again, it's like a toddler having a tantrum. If you get resentful of it or get annoyed with it, it just makes it worse. Rather than holding a space for it in love and compassion. 
it feels counterintuitive to allow your fear because if I'm sure if I allow it, it's just going to get stronger, get worse. But actually, no. If you allow it by seeing it for what it is, a thought in this moment, a memory, a cloud passing through, the more you see it for what it is, it just moves on. Almost love it. Reassure that part of you. It's okay. It changes our relationship with it. So it's not the feeling itself that's the problem. You can't stop yourself feeling fear. Thoughts and feelings are spontaneous. It's your relationship with it. And the more you see you're okay, whether you feel okay or not, because you're not your thoughts, you're not your feelings. The true you is the observer of that stuff. The true you is the you that knows whatever you're feeling. The more you see who you really are, you might be surprised how you innately just change your relationship with those thoughts. Change your relationship with those feelings. Allow them. Because you know you're okay. Whether you feel okay or not. But whatever happens, your innate wisdom shows up. And if you think about the future, your innate wisdom, your insights are not present, ever. Because they show up in the moment when you need them. Which allows you to come back to the here and now. To know you're okay whatever happens. To know you're okay whatever you're feeling. To your success. Ooh.